What is up? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies. This is our top five geek movies of 2019 videos. We usually do top 10 lists, but there's not that many movies that qualify as geek, especially this year. I feel like Boy, there's nine. more in the past. Mm -hmm. So we've only had nine this year. So, um, and plus, if we do the top 10, movies that we don't even like are going to end up on that list. So it makes much more sense to do top fives for our geek movies of the year. Again, I'm your host, Jacob Bartley. This is Brian Alessino, Mr. Jake Berlin over there, and we got Gio Ramos in the house. This is probably not going to get controversial at all all discussing geek movies there's no uh, major dc movie to really rank that's controversial so yeah and there there was two this year but there they were. were both good yeah so that, that's that's good right <laughs> um yeah so basically we put together a, a consensus list and uh we all submit our rankings and then jake puts it together and it's a point system so basically our our number one movie is going to get five points number uh, two gets four points so on and so forth and it, it kind of combines together to create a consensus list and uh so jake are we gonna run to number five and then we'll we'll go to the honorable mentions yes. afterwards yes yeah. we'll do the top five first um and so starting at number five uh coming in with 31 points and the highest it was keith was in on this also too that's correct i think the highest was on brian's spider-man far from home five mm-hmm yeah god Thoughts, gentlemen? So, it wasn't even in my top five. It's the best Spider-Man movie. Really? No. Oh, my goodness. No. For me, that's Homecoming. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, all right. So, look. I like this movie a lot. But, I, I, you know, when I first saw it, I liked it a lot. And then, like, just without through time thinking about it, it's, I just don't, I don't love it. I like it a lot. I just don't love it. And I'm a, Spider-Man is my favorite comic book superhero ever. And I just, the thing for me is, and hopefully you've seen the movie, I'm not going to really spoil anything, but, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal, his performance is amazing, one of my favorite actors, but I don't like, I don't necessarily love how the Mysterio character was handled. Um, there are certain scenes in the movie that I didn't like with that, and just overall sitting, you know, being able to sit with this movie... I kind of I wish they would have kind of went a different route with the character. What, did you want him to have powers? Not necessarily. Because if you know the comics, that's exactly how it is. He's a con man. No, no, I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, I just don't, I, I don't like the way. Well, okay, the scene where he reveals I knew what he's doing for that one. I hate that scene. I hate it. Oh man, it's not the best. And but... I also, I and I I also very much dislike. The Ned and uh, what's her name? The how they're a couple. Betty. That that whole thing was so stupid. And I know they're trying to go for like the you know the John Hughes age thing, but that like that all worked in Homecoming, and they he just went too far in this movie. And don't get me wrong, love it. Tom Holland's great. I love him and Happy together. A lot of great things in this movie, but I'm just explaining why it didn't make my top five, basically. I, I love I do You're love the crazy. movie. I, I really I, I really enjoy the movie. There's parts of it that I think that are some of the best Spider Man movie Spider Man moments oh, that absolutely. have ever been uh put on screen. Um but I, I will admit that I have gone down on my claim of it being the best Spider Man movie uh ever ever made. I, I it's it's not the best one, it's up there. Um but I, I think that I died down a little bit after seeing it once or twice. I think I saw it twice in theaters, and so mm -hmm. I was kind of like on a high. Um, but it, it, it's really good. It's just not It's not my favorite. Uh, I think it ranked it at, um, I want to say it ranked it at either four or five for me of, of the geek movies. So 
I mean, it was my number one. I think it was number three. It was number three, yeah. Um, I just can't get over that that Mysterio scene. The 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 sequence. Oh, that, that stuff is incredible. The vi- the, that, the, vi- the nightmares. The, the nightmares, nightmare yeah. scene is those might be the best scenes in any Spider Man movie, to be honest. But I, just I mean, hope, that could yeah. be hands alone some other Marvel movies in general. Just that, like, it was. It's crafted very well. It's, it's crafted very but, well. Um, yeah, I I loved that movie. I didn't think I would love it as much as I did, um, but yeah, it, it, I yeah, five. I'm actually gonna. It's where it is. All and right. Trust well, me, like I wanted to put it higher because I'm a Spider-Man yeah, guy, and it just yeah. shows like even my Spider-Man bias couldn't help that. <laughs> so. um, all right. Well, moving on to number four. Uh, this was the highest at number three with 30, 34 points. So beat it, beat Spider-Man by three. Captain Marvel. Coming at number four. What? Captain Marvel beat Spider-Man? <laughs> Are you kidding? No. This, yeah. this list is sham. It is not a sham. It's it, a consensus. Oh just because it doesn't match up with your opinion. Um, it's, Keith it's had Captain Marvel pretty high. Uh, Jacob, you had it at... Number uh, five. Number five. You are yeah. correct. I think I had it at five as well. I don't even think I have it in the five. Did I? I think you had, I it, you had it at four. Oh. Yeah. You're, so, then you're, uh, you're smashing on your fourth rank <laughs> geek movie of the year. Um, I, I do love this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I like it more every time I watch it. Yeah, me too. I do. So I remember, say that. I do. Yeah. We were in the hotel room, we were watching that. Uh, the final scene. Yeah, the yeah, final yeah, yeah. scene. Um, we watched that. And that movie. made me realize, oh, I like this movie more than yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Brie Larson is incredible as she's Captain Marvel. Like, great Captain she's, Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the 90s vibe. I love the 90s vibe. The music, because I grew up in the 90s. So, like, I. My mom's my mom was listening to that music all the time, and I it was just like I love the vibe of the movie, the tone of it, the feel. I love Sam Jackson and her together. One of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is when they're washing dishes at the end together. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were gonna say the cat scratch. It's not it's the worst about part that. of the movie. Yeah. But uh, Monica Rambeau, she's, she's great. great. Or is it Maria? Maria. Maria is the mom, right? But Monica's the daughter. Like, there's a reason why it's not. You know, it's number five, not number one or two, because it's just. It didn't like I don't think it's great. I think it's really good. It was missing great. It you know, for the lack of a better term, it, it was missing missing that like punch. Mm-hmm. Like that like really like oomph to the movie. I think, honestly, I think that had a lot to do with there really wasn't a huge villain. Uh, that really. that was me for the most part. It was more of her dealing with, with herself. Yeah. It was kind of like a character study on her, but then you yeah. had to deal we find out that the scrolls weren't the scrolls that we know of being villains, right? Um, oh my and, goodness, Ben Mendelsohn, yeah, right, was amazing. Yeah, he was great. But then the, the ultimate villain of the movie is the uh, the intelligence, supreme the supreme intelligence. intelligence, which you only see in about two scenes. Yeah, um, and Jude Law is I mean, kind of like Jude an assistant, Ball, but yeah. again, it tore, after the first half of the movie, we don't fights, see him very much. Uh, Ronan and his army for like two minutes, and they were barely even like yeah, so, shown as a villain. So that's that I think might have been my biggest thing was like she wasn't really going up against a villain as much as she was going up against herself. See, that's why I appreciate it though, because it's so different from the no, prototypical cool. origin yeah, movie. Like that. That's why I appreciate it. Because it's a little different than the the first Avenger or Iron Man or Thor. It's not the prototypical origin movie, or like a Doctor Strange, even, right? It's it's we're she's had these powers for eight was it like eight years or something like that she had been missing for so long um and we see her but then we see her like realize like oh like all this stuff's been going on it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely just about her and i kind of like that about it yeah personally i i I am curious to see i will say it piqued my interest more for captain marvel 
like two whenever mm -hmm. that comes because i mean she's going to have an established powers she's going to have been uh, unless they go back again which i don't think yeah. they'll they would do well that's the thing they had to do an origin story with her yeah. they had to because the general audience doesn't know who she is well, now they do and we're at this point where where has she been so they yeah, well, that, well, that was the big that question for sure. Thing. And so for me, now they don't have to do any of that. Yep. Now just tell a great story. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this before. Like, I want the next movie to be like how Winter Soldier was for Captain America. I want the Captain Marvel 2 to be that for her character and just like be incredible. Like, do you I want hope. them to take the Captain America route or the Wonder Woman route where it's past or future? Man, that is tough. Because Wait, origi originally... No, no, no. So what I'm asking, originally, I wanted the sequel to take place in the current timeline after Endgame. But after seeing the movie, how the movie ended, how she went off with the scrolls, I kind of want that story. Yeah. Where she's like patrolling the galaxy for the past like, mm, what, 20 years or something? That, yeah. That's, that's interesting stuff. I've, I lean towards that, toward, like somewhere before. But Endgame, then, but then you, know? you have to think, think of also about the movie we just talked about, Far From Home and that ending. Like, does she meet up with Fury? And sword and all that stuff. Oh, true. Like, what happens there? So we don't know when it's going to take place. There's so many different possibilities and as far as timeline goes. Endgame, she doesn't stay on Earth. I forgot about. That. Yeah, like, what she if she? What if she hooks up with Fury, man? Like, in Endgame, she goes out and says, "You know what? That might have been like a tag for." That like, could have been for her. Honestly, that could have been a tag for her. Yeah, because Talos was involved in that. Talos, and Marvel, and Nick Fury. Like, her interact with real like the, how Nick Fury is now that that would be really cool. Actually, I think it's going to be in the future, like with you know, with Sword, with, with Sword. Yeah, like, what uh, if she's an agent of of Sword? Yeah, I want that with her and Sam Jack again, and that way he's back for the sequel, and they can interact still. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, I think I would I would want like that. that too. Cool. And they could do like maybe like little mini flashbacks to that area, maybe tease us a that's little a, bit. That's a good it's, it's cool yeah. that they have a lot of options. It really is. Yeah. They have a lot of options to kind of go with her, which yeah, is that nice. That one needs to, people need to get over her not liking it because that, that was just literally a foundation. Now they can literally go anywhere and show her. Gina, what'd you think of uh, Captain Marvel, man? It's ranked at number four. Yeah, I had it at uh, number four, I think, think so. in my uh, top five. Um, I I enjoyed it. I did. I came out the movie theater, and I was like, that was actually better than I thought. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a nostalgia of being a 90s kid and seeing 90s references. Um, Brie Larson, we knew she would be great in the role. Oscar-winning talent. All those people that give her hate just need to go away. They need to go away. Yeah, I'm not sure oh, why. It's crazy. 30,000 signed petitions. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so insane. Um, yeah, so definitely um, entertaining. I, I I loved the, um, for me, it was a twist. I thought the scrolls would be the bad guy. Spoiler, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we kind of talked right. about it. Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure. But yeah, um, uh, Ben Mendelsohn as ben Mendelsohn. General Talos is yeah. amazing. Um, for me, the uh, a few things um most notably the the villain you know wasn't really wasn't really a villain uh jude law um he was great with what he was given but uh maybe the, they clearly left the door open for his character to return well jake you hated uh when he goes like i'm so proud of you or when they're about to fight and he's like oh i'm so proud of you yeah, I just, I, I just, I guess I just kind of, I dislike the almost like the jokey nature of him in sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we're getting to see uh, Jimmy Chan. Again. Yeah, 
But I wish it was that role, Minerva. She was kind of awesome. Yeah, she was dope. She was kind of a badass. Well, we never know. Um, all right, let's move on to number three. And this comes in with 38 points. Um, and it was number two for both Brian and I. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I think this is the first year since we've been doing this that the Star Wars movie isn't number one. I'm not, not mistaken. Number two. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had it three on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gio, you had it at number three as well. So, I mean, look, hey, uh, I, I contemplated putting it with, with our number one, but uh, or my number one, um, but I, at the end of the day, I just knew the number one was far better than the rest of them. Um, I, I love this movie. I really do. I love this movie. I, I think that, uh, I've, I've said it, it's, it's just a Star Wars movie to me. Um, it has everything that I was, you know, I, I wanted from the movie. It answered all the questions. I guess it, it definitely left some questions, but... Um, and there were definitely some things I didn't like about it, but I think that uh, for me, it satisfied me for for an ending. And I know that we've talked about it over and over and over again, so we don't have to do it too much. But um, I think that it, in this list, it fits where it needs to be. Would I have liked to see it like two spots? Sure, but um, I, I think that it's it's uh, you know I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, so. I saw it again the other day, and I appreciate it more every time I see it. I, I really, really do. And and I do I do love this movie. I do, but it's just not. There's usually like Force Awakens was my number one movie of that year, you know. Like it's usually it's not a clear cut. The Star Wars like this didn't even make my top ten overall. Yeah. So and that's saying something for a Star Wars movie. But I do appreciate this movie, and I think part of it is like I need to let go of all the expectations, all of the you. drama, all of like forget about the Last Jedi, and just watch this movie for what it is. And it's a very like fun and very good star wars experience in the movie theaters and i I took my brother to see it who he loves star wars and he said this is his favorite one of the new movies and that's what i'm saying that's awesome it's not you know we are so like caught up in our expectations and like mad at the last jedi and all those things like if you let those things go and just watch this for what it is it's a good Star Wars movie, but yep. it's just disappointing, like for us, because we have such high expectations, and that's not fair. But number three is a good spot for it. Yeah, I agree. Number three is a good spot. I mean, for me, this whole trilogy came out came down to the fact that it wasn't planned out before. Yep, that was clearly the biggest mistake they made. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just watch this and you don't even think about that, yeah, I mean, clear, yeah. clear, clearly, that was the biggest mistake they made was not having the whole thing planned out from the beginning um not even the fact that you have three different directors like i mean if you would have planned the story and said tell it with this probably wouldn't be a mess that it was right now and it's not even a whole mess but um i mean and i think that's why people like the force awakens so much because it was the starting point you started from that but these sequels without a clear direction is what made it suffer and hopefully they've learned from that going forward and we'll go from there but i mean three is not anything to be upset about yeah and i'll say this again daisy ridley kills it in this movie it's her best performance by ever and it's proved it showed me like i always thought she was a good actress from after watching rise of skywalker she's a great actress so it did that for me at least yeah yeah, Daisy really gives the best performance out of all three Star Wars movies. Um, same with Adam Driver. I think this is his second best performance out of the three um, sequel films. I just... 
I really wanted there to be more for like other other characters as well. You know, we we definitely got to see more for for Poe Dameron. Finn again, kind of just didn't really get much. Um, for, I liked Finn the best though, forget, out of all of his movies in this. Yeah, one. I mean, just forget the whole Ray Finn thing. I'm just talking about like you know uh, rewatching the Force Awakens and you know so much mystery behind him seeing him take a very back seat in the last jedi and in this movie it just dealt with a lot more and had to tie up pretty much everything because it decided to be the end of the skywalker um saga and like you said brian just you know better planning more it could have been better fleshed out but given what jj had to do and the time frame he had to do it um it was a tough it came task. out it came out better than you know, uh, other things that had, you know, rush productions. So cool. All right. Well, moving on to number two. Um, this is with 41 points and it was number two on Jacob, Keith and Geo three for me. And I want to say five for Brian Joker. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad it's in the top 10. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's the best movie of the year and you know but I I do I I love this movie very very much and the funny thing is I've only seen it once. Me too. I, I, I just bought it on Blu-ray this last week. Oh is it Oh it's it is out, out on yeah. Blu-ray. I bought it, it last week. When I bought when I bought that mic I bought it too. I was like yeah, I got to get this. It's such a very different comic book movie mm-hmm. and it's so cool and you know we there's never been a a true like official origin of the Joker. There's always been a lot of different iterations of it. So I think that this was a cool um, version of it for for the movies, you know, because this is for now. For now, a lot of people, this is the origin of the Joker for them. For a lot of people, yeah, this and, new generation, yeah, yeah, for sure, exactly. So, so well, that's, depending on what age you are, because yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I and it, we might get a sequel. Who knows? Um, I think that all depends on Joaquin. Phoenix. I hope they pull the Watchmen and they don't do a sequel. Huh? I I don't want a sequel. It depends. Like it's hard because where do you? it's just it's tell? such a good single story that's that, that's why i keep going back to it's so it's like good one shot beginning to end yeah. it's just so nice and clean Especially from start to finish too. no i agree i don't like i wouldn't be mad if they made a sequel because i want to see this character again well you, you but, could take it anywhere you could but it doesn't make sense to make sequel story wise it, it doesn't the but end yeah billion dollars oscar nominations totally totally the, gonna, the ending the ending to me the ending was just like okay you saw this story and that ending is telling you now he's going to be the joker like we know what happens afterwards. We know everything that kind of goes down. So we don't really need a sequel. But I, I think two is a good spot, especially for this year for what come out and what's above it. But um, yeah, I think I think two is a good spot. Arguably the phenomenon of twenty nineteen, billion dollar R rated, eleven yeah, Oscar nominations. Seriously, I mean on, this on movie what, a bud, budget under a hundred million dollars. Yeah, thirteen like, million dollars or thirty million. No, oh, no, right? 13. No, 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 thirteen. It was like fifty, 50. to seventy or something. Was it still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Look at that percentage of profitability. Oh my! Wow. I mean, it, I mean, it goes to say sixty-two point five million dollar budget. Thirteen I mean, million dollar say, budget. Uh, <laughs> it makes it the most profitable superhero movie of all time. Well, and it goes to say, I mean, even its own studio didn't believe in it. They took. They split the profit with another studio because they didn't want to take a full loss. $25 million of Joker budget was covered by a Toronto-based financing company. So, I mean, like... Wow. And they got much they made back. Exactly. And they <laughs> didn't even... I mean, it shows you that the own company didn't... That means they got some of the profit, too. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good for them. So, I mean, the own company didn't fully 100% back this. So, I mean, for it to 
go on and do what it did is a feat unmatched right now. So, I mean, you could say, like, well, Endgame made this much money. Yeah, but it also had a budget of almost $300 million. This Everyone was waiting for it. Everyone, like, it goes on, but this one kind of... Yeah, I, I hope I hope a lot of studios or filmmakers take note from it. You know, the fact that you can make a movie that's that's this popular about a character like this that's this popular and make that much money off of something so small. Because a lot of my movies for this year, my favorites were under a hundred million dollar budget, fifty, sixty, seven million dollars. Like you don't need like sure for Endgame or something like that, like Star Wars, you need the money. Yeah, but you can capitalize on something like this by making something for sixty million dollars and make four hundred million dollars at the box office. And you're sitting on gold for the rest of your life. And like, and it wasn't even a and it'd good be great. guy. And it'd be great. It was a bad guy's movie. It was like we theorized. I I said I when that rumors were going around about Todd Phillips, like his contract involved how he can do other properties like this about other characters. Give me something like Reverse Flash with this, Reverse dude. Flash this would be, be badass. Insane. Or like a Doctor Doom, like Doctor Doom, like a movie like I, this. I hope Todd Phillips and Walking Phoenix got uh like. Uh, points you know how that works with, yeah so that if they get part of the profit kind of mm-hmm. like robert downey jr does with the avengers films because they deserve it because this if it wasn't for them too like this it wouldn't be how well big and success so i don't is. know if you guys saw the, sto- the story yeah. came out this week because of all the oscar stuff um so bradley cooper was a big producer because oh, so I, it, I didn't even know that because so, i was looking at the, well he and todd phillips have a, a production company thing. together so bradley cooper's one of the producers so yeah if this wins best picture todd phillips bradley cooper yes. and, uh, and there's a woman on there too win the oscar but the, the big story was that um apparently bradley cooper and joaquin phoenix were in the editing bay the entire time helping with the editing really yeah so they're like massively involved in the production I didn't of the know film. Bradley Cooper was so involved. That's yeah. really cool. He, I think he and Todd Phillips have it together. The company. I think it's that they're together. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. they probably because the, ha- the, the Hangover movies. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah, surprised yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was in the editing of this movie. But yeah, it seemed like it was kind of like the role, like like it meant a lot. Like if to he him. was going to do this movie, he was going to do this movie. Yeah. Like cool, cool. Completely. All right, well, number one, no surprise here, guys. What could it be? A, a, look, clean sweep. It was number one across the board, so Pokemon. with a perfect perfect 50 points, uh, we have Avengers Endgame. I mean, we've talked about it on every show that we've it done so far. 50? Okay. 10 points across the board for each of us. So, sure. yeah. Um, the geek movie. The comic book movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I love hearing work. that from you, GL. It's incredible. And... Uh, it's not the best film of 2019, but it's hands down the best comic book film. Comic book characters, comic book storylines, comic book moments from straight from the comic. Thanos coming back, you know, in more ways than one in the movie, obviously. Tying up, explaining the, uh, the, the story, explaining the timeline, seeing characters you thought you'd never see before, again on the big screen. Comic book moments, the female-centric characters having their moment on screen, it didn't feel forced. You saw the women of the MCU shine. The send-off for Robert Downey Jr. All 10 years, every major cast member, every character right there giving their thanks to the man who is largely largely responsible for giving them their franchises and their careers. It's just amazing. It's Return of the King of comic book movies. <laughs> that was poetic. From, from the DC um, guy, too. No, the, I think the one thing that we haven't talked about when talking about this movie is and something that's overlooked a lot, but and it's very hard to do in film, is how they told the, the, the time travel. 
Like that's extremely well, difficult to do just in movies and <laughs> just in movies in general. That's yeah, hard to do. Uh, but to do it in a comic movie when you're going back to time timelines and stories that we've already seen, and you capitalize on these different perspectives, I mean that alone is is something that deserves an and it's award. different it's fresh because it's mm-hmm. it's not like you know you know usually you go back in time and then it changes everything it's like no it, just because you go back in time doesn't mean it changes this i love that reality. it changes that, that the one greatest explanation of time travel ever like and me. the fact that they grabbed other movies to explain it and know. and they acknowledge too oh, like you've seen these movies it's not this Which you know it make, it. and to me like when the hulk explains that i'm like that makes so much sense. Why did? <laughs> why would it affect the current timeline that you're in? It wouldn't. He, the way he says your past becomes your future, and all those things, it, it makes so it's much. It's like sense. those movies that, like, if you if you affect the past, you disappear in the future. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But that's the problem. That's what happens in Back to the Future. So I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, I mean, th- no, but it's not even Back to the Future. It's like it, that's how time travel has been portrayed, like and always. Is, did, wait, didn't I see that in the movie? So Back yeah. to the Future is a lie. Yeah. Paul Rudd says that, right? Yeah. Oh and man. No. He says die. Yeah, (laughs) and that's another reason why I love this movie. I mean, we've talked about it so many times, but I love Ant Man is finally in the spotlight. Uh And wasn't for Ant Man, they wouldn't have been able to do this. No, 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 no. no. Wasn't for a rat. You you know what I mean, guys. Come on. The thing is, like, it's it's crazy because like I love that Ant Man character, and like you would think. How, like Scott Lang, if they would, if they would have told you a long time ago, Scott Lang is going to play such an important part in this MCU, in the pin. finale of the MCU. You'd have been like, no way, and they totally did. Well, it. he wasn't just he was he was partnered with Cap and Tony and Hulk. Yeah, he was put that. with them three, yeah. not like on some side mission with like Hawkeye and or Rhodey or we something. We were talking about comedic actors, um, and Paul Rudd deserves some credit because he plays those scenes so well. When he's looking for his daughter's name on those stones yeah. and he sees his own name, that scene is incredible. And then when he's uh, when he's telling Tony that like we need to do this and then uh, when they're back the at, time Tony, heist. at Tony's house, yeah, the time <laughs> heist thing, I still think that should have been the name of Tell the movie. Tell me you're not Avengers pissing time your whole heist. plan off of Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Because you had me worried there. So, yeah, just so many great things in this movie. He arguably got his third movie because of how well he... Yeah, I'm so happy they're making making Ant-Man 3. Incredible. Cool. All right, well, let's... I'm going to read through the top five real quick before we get to our honorable mentions. Um, So, number five is Spider-Man Far From Home. Four is Captain Marvel. Three is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Two, Joker. One Avengers Endgame. Um, it beat Joker by nine points, um, but again, it had it had a perfect fifty. And so our honorable mentions um, in order. So at number nine was Hellboy. I didn't uh, see it. I don't I think any of us it. did. It was last on all of our lists. Oh, so, HBO. I saw um, the trailer. The trailer looked cool, but uh, <laughs> number eight. Oh, uh, so that had ten points. Number eight with fifteen points was Dark Phoenix. Um, again, this was in eighth place on all of our lists. Um, seven was Detective Pikachu with 21 points. Um, it was sixth on all of our lists except for Keith. Keith had it at five. Um, and so it bumped up a little bit. And then number six with 30 points is Shazam. And I'm sure we can talk about that one a little bit because it's yeah, right out of the I, top five. I, I had Shazam at my number four spot. He had it at five. I I love Shazam. I think it's freaking awesome. I can't wait to see Zachary, Zachary Levi back, hopefully. I mean... Yeah, they haven't announced anything it yet. It didn't make a lot of money, but mm-hmm. his character's so great. I don't think it was on a big budget, though. It, it wasn't. Let me look it up. Um, it was profitable. Um, but with 
but it didn't make a huge profit. But uh, I just it'll I, be I bad. It was, it'll, it'll, it'll it was only hundred million bucks. If you would have told me, hey, Shazam and Captain Marvel are coming out in the same year, and you're gonna like Shazam better, I would have been like. Hell no, you're crazy. Then and that's, we'll do that's how it is. So on a hundred on a hundred million dollar budget, that's not including marketing. Um, it made three hundred and sixty four point six million. Profitable, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It made at least a hundred million after the marketing because they they put a lot in that marketing. Mm-hmm. It's fine because they don't care because as long as it was good enough to where they can drop. Uh, well, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. Just can't lose money because the theaters get a third of that. So you got it barely yeah, made. But I'm problem. saying, like, if you made this good, we're going to green light Black Adam, and then Black Adam is going to make a buttload just off of The Rock alone. You now put them together, you're fine. There it is, right yeah, there. You're yep. fine. You just needed this movie to work. Yeah. And this movie did work. Maybe the sequel will, be, will feature Henry Cavill. Hey, what? Wait a minute. He wasn't in the first movie. That wasn't. No, there? that was a that was a stunt really? double in the scene. If it was him, we, we face. would have seen his face. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we talk about a few more honorable mentions real quick? Yeah. What do you X, got? X Men Dark Phoenix. I mean, it was entertaining. It no. wasn't. I agree with you. It was entertaining. I was entertained by it too. To see them all fighting together. Because I like the actors it, in the that train. Are playing yeah. those characters. That was my biggest to thing. See... I love her. Pass. As... Mm-hmm. What? Pass. To see, I, you don't. You didn't like her as. I like her, but the movie's terrible. To see Mike, saying, like, Michael Fassbender me, with his own brotherhood, you know, that, like, that tra- train scene is awesome. Like there's Nightcrawler going ham. That train scene where it's awesome, but when Nightcrawler, Oof. that was, oh, that yeah, that Nightcrawler scene was awesome. Magneto too. He he yeah. do he's doing some things that we haven't seen in other movies. You know what I was thinking that we just left off the whole entire list in general that we shouldn't have Alita. I guess we kind of counted it. Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't. That's based off of graphic novel, right? That would have made a. That way made it. Would have made a ten movies. I'm telling you this: if Alita, if we would have remembered to put on it, probably would have been number six on mine. The fact that it wouldn't have made mm. my five, but it would have been honestly, it probably would have been number six. Yeah, (laughs) because I I really like that movie a lot. I think the ending is bogus, but the movie, like other than the ending. The movie's really awesome and a technical achievement for damn sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let me run through the nine real quick. So we have Hellboy at nine, Dark Phoenix at eight, Detective Pikachu at seven, Shazam at six, Spider-Man Far From Home at five, uh, Captain Marvel for Spider or Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker at three, Joker at two, and Avengers: Endgame at number one with fifty points. Yep. All right. So that's gonna do it for our top five geek movies of 2019. Let us know in the comment section what your list is and what you think of all of our lists. We really, really do appreciate it. And again, check us out on all of our podcast formats. We would really appreciate that. We'll see y'all next time. Hey everyone, Jacob Bartley here. Thanks for watching. If you want to check out something similar from Apocalypse Movies, click this video up here. If you want something a little bit different, check out this video down here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Apocalypse Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.